are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited this week because I'm going to be recording a podcast for you next week on the maester Dr. Michael Bruce, who is outstanding. And you know, I have a long list of things I'm dying to talk to you about, (laughs) but I'm really getting ahead of myself. In any case, these things that are on this list that I have all relate to you having your best life and also relate to our project weight loss. And this week is relaxation and rest. And I'm a huge fan. Like I'm a huge fan of these topics. For me, I shut everything down. I unplug at 9 p.m. And what that means is that I'm not working. I'm doing nothing of substance or purpose that will stimulate me in any way. I shut down at nine o'clock from any work. So my nine to five duties or my business gets turned off and I'm doing stuff that will clear my mind. So totally nonsensical stuff. This is when I stream a little bit about the people I like, or I'll watch a show like 20 times, (laughs) Pride and Prejudice, (laughs) or whatever the show is. It doesn't even matter because I want to relax. And that's my whole point. For me, relaxing is very different than sleeping, which is why I'm doing two different podcasts, one around relaxation and rest, and then the other around sleep. And so when I shut down at night, it doesn't mean I go to sleep. I go to sleep, in fact, around 1030 or 11. But I've had that time to decompress. And for me, that is my time. And so for some folks, they may be thinking, you stop working at nine. Are you serious? But you know, the truth for me is that I love the things that I do. I made a decision a long time ago that I was going to love people and the things that I do. And if I didn't feel that, if for whatever reason, I didn't feel that, and I felt that it was time to grow or for me to move on, that's what I did. And this is totally a different mindset that for me, not liking a boss or not being in agreement with a particular person, that's totally different. And so I can safely say that I'm good with people being entitled to who they are. And that has been a lot of work in the coming, (laughs) but I can say that now. And so there are folks that are not my people and I get that too. I'm not their people, but this is very different to me than the feeling of I have gone as far as I can go here and I'm good. And so for me personally, that's when I've decided to move on or change. So I say all this to say that what's really valuable to me is that I want to love what I'm doing and I get myself into the mindset of loving what I'm doing and loving what is, but I also want to grow for me. So while that is all happening, I'm an energizer bunny. I'm go, 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 go. And I'm happy with that because that's my personality. That's who I am. Now, for me, I have to stop. I give myself that time to say I'm out. And I also give myself a day or two throughout the week where I'm consciously resting. Now, this is different than my nine to five. I'm very structured with my nine to five time. But the rest of the time, I'm picky. I may do things, but I'm not required to do them. So those particular days and time slots, I do not require myself to do anything. So for me, those days are Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday evenings. I don't schedule appointments or anything else that I consider work. I have to consider it relaxation or rest time 
or me time. And if I do add things to my calendar on Tuesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon, it's fun stuff. And it is stuff that can come off because I don't want the pressure on myself. Because if I feel tired and want to relax, or if I want to decompress and do something else, I will do something else. So generally, these are for me, my rest days. So my long hiking, my long runs, my marathon podcast moments are on Saturdays. And then I stop everything at night. I used to have an alarm to remind me to stop, but I stopped using the alarm a while back because my body seems to know it now. And sometimes it'll be around 8.30 or 8.45. If I'm at a good stopping point in my work and I feel happy with what I've done at that point at 8.30, then I stop. And that gives me anywhere from two to three hours to completely decompress. And it's such a beautiful thing because it's enough for me. And at this point, I can go to sleep, right? And so as I had mentioned to you at the beginning, I want to talk about sleep. It's such an important topic, but I want to put a pause and really delineate between the rest that we get from sleep, the rest that we get from relaxation, and the benefits that we get from what is called deep rest. I also want to say that I'm excited for everything that's happening in my life right now. I feel like I've woken up if that makes any sense. (laughs) Now that whole concept of being woke and all that somehow has another connotation to it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this idea of like the sunrise. Think of a beautiful sunrise. That's how I see my life in the morning. And at night when I'm ready to go to bed and decompress, I want the sunset. I want the peace and calm and beauty. I love to see this living as a sunrise and a sunset. And I want to pause here a bit and say that to me, relaxing is a bit different than resting. Resting is about stopping working in order to refresh or recover. And it means that I will stop engaging in the nine to five type work, but it doesn't mean that I don't do anything different than relaxing. In fact, my rest for my work may seem to be sometimes even more work (laughs) because I go on these crazy runs. I do these long hilly hikes, I have reading marathons, etc. So really not doing just nothing. And relaxing is more like, that's it. I'm freeing my mind from complex thinking from anything. And both have the idea of de-stressing. But rest to me doesn't mean necessarily relaxing. So let's unpack this a bit. I talked already a little bit at the beginning about relaxation, and I love relaxation. So relaxation can be meditation, yoga, light walks, taking a light nap, getting a massage, listening to soft music, and yes, strolling the social media (laughs) or binge watching Netflix. Well, all of these to me are ways to relax, and there's so many benefits to relaxation, as in reduced tension, reduced blood pressure, increased positive mood. So to me, this whole area is rather easy to understand and put in place, and not much of an issue here. Rest, on the other hand, is very awesome too, in that it provides a lot of stimulus to re-energize myself, right? But it's different. So while rest can also mean the things I mentioned earlier, to me, rest can be doing an activity that creates energy for us. And you know, there are many experts in this area. And I want to talk about one of them. She's a nutritionist, Rujita Dewarkers. She talks about the parasympathetic nervous system. So 
We've talked about this in the past. I'm going to go ahead and put the related episode of the podcast where I really break that down for you. So I'm not going to talk about it here, but I'll leave it in the show notes for you. So basically what we talked about is this area in our brain, primarily our left hemisphere that connects to our spinal cord. And um, it's sometimes also termed the ganglia that basically connects to our organs. And this is a very important part. And the key here is, is that it does the opposite of the fight, flight, or freeze response. That is our sympathetic ner- nervous system. So what I'm talking about is really our parasympathetic nervous system. And so Regina teaches that the parasympathetic nervous system is great and is what helps us to relax and de-stress and it is heightened with the rest. The other thing that rest does is that it helps us become more creative. Our brain is literally making connections and moving data while we're at rest. She says that it helps us with our decision-making and also improves our productivity. I know, right? How can it help with productivity if I'm not doing work? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense, but it really does. She has something she calls a 30 and 3 rule where she recommends you stand or walk for three minutes every 30 minutes. And I really love this. In fact, I do institute something similar to this where I get up, um, I try to get up as much as I can, you know, if I go to the printer or what have you. And nowadays with our Apple phones or our, our some of our gadgets that we have, we can get those little reminders to get up, right? It's really good for our heart. She also recommends limiting caffeine and eating seasonal products. And you know what? I'm on board with the eating whole foods, but this no coffee business. Well, I think some of you may be shaking your heads right about now or giving me that side glance that I'm kind of giving myself right now too. (laughs) But you know, she's onto something because for our project weight loss, I'm a total fan of us using food as medicine, using food as fuel, and yes, using food to help us rest. So the whole food eating thing is a-okay in my book. The coffee, I do think that there are some benefits to coffee. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about coffee in the next episode. But I do want to say that coffee has a lot of benefits that if you drink in moderation really can help. So I am a fan of coffee with an asterisk. (laughs) In any case, as I was unraveling all of this for myself, I came across an article in Forbes from Heather Cherry. She writes that rest is fundamental to our success, health, and happiness. That this idea of resting and unplugging is crucial to our long-term health. And well, I agree. Heather says exactly what Regina says, which is that it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. There goes that term again, basically calming us down, resetting us, so to speak. She makes the case that rest boosts creativity and improves productivity. Now, she explains it in a more intellect kind of way, above my pay grade. (laughs) So I want to simplify it for you. Basically, how I understand it is that our brain's data, so the information in our brain, breaks connections down and continues to work while we're at rest. It's called functional connectivity, where our brain is making and breaking down connections. So as a result, she says that we experience increased solutions to problems and invent new uses of objects when we utilize rest, which is why many meetings are on Monday, 
or we generally feel more efficient at the end of the day on Monday, right? After we've had that weekend rest. Well, not really realizing or connecting that it is in part because of that rest. And this brings me to the maester in this area, which is Alex Pang. I came across his work around 2019 when I was binge listening to everything on the call map. The call map is this meditation app I use, you guessed it, to rest. (laughs) Well, I listened to it and it was a great eye opener for me. Nowhere during this time had I ever had the thought or idea of doing a podcast. I was going along minding my own business and just wanting to learn, wanting to learn from the masters. And of course, during this time, I was also a huge fan of the fantasy show Game of Thrones. And no, I'm not going to go into a debate or opinions of the last season of Game of Thrones. That's for you to decide a debate. (laughs) But what I do want to say is that I respect these experts in the different fields of expertise that they hold. And so when I came across the master classes, I thought in my mind, what masters, what great thinkers. And so now today, I can't help to think how that class really changed my ability to think about how I see rest, how I live my rest. So the master Alex Pang, PhD, is a strategist and visiting Stanford scholar. He has written various books on this topic. The book in this area of rest is Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. And he describes himself as a futurist. He lives in Silicon Valley, so not far from my neck of the woods, about 30 minutes away. So let me unpack what I've learned from him. First and foremost, I want to say that I'm a recovering workaholic. (laughs) As many of you may be, (laughs) and some of you may be retired, so my hat's off to you. I'm hopefully on my way. But for most of my career, my nine to five career, I have worked 10 to 16 hour days. And I had the mindset that if I could just have a few more hours, I could get more done. (laughs) And well, my body put up the big sign that, that that thinking was not serving me, nor anyone else really. So the main thesis from Alex Pang is that work and rest can coexist and in fact are partners as he sees it. And I agree. He talks about this concept of deep play and makes the case that true rest, restorative rest comes from doing serious hobbies like mountain climbing. And he even mentions how we're lucky to live where we live. And I agree again with him here because I find that while going for these big exercise goals of walking Camino, where I walk nine to 12 miles daily or running a half marathon, well, doing the training for this deep rest really energizes me and made me, I think, more productive. To me, these big exercise goals are the way I unplug from the nine to five, the responsibilities. And Pang argues that the data bears this out. He talks about longitudinal studies, which just means studies over a long period of time or even short period of time where they're repeated, where they studied people on the effects of rest and found so many scientists and other highly successful individuals and has found that most if not all, follow a deep rest practice, which many times is not passive rest, but very active rest. He quotes a study whereby during World War I, economists observed that when machinists in factories moved from a 40-hour week to a 70-hour week, 
productivity increased in the couple of months after, but chronic fatigue set in, turnover, errors, quality slipped, productivity even dipped below the original onset of the change after a certain period of time. So what happened is that more reactivity, decision-making is lessened and cutting corners or more mistakes and sometimes even prone to cheating happens. So, so this idea of working longer hours, actually, it's not really productive in the end. And this has been similarly observed in other studies. And here's the thing. It also affects our overall happiness. And we're prone to chronic diseases and dementia when we do not rest our bodies. So now this concept of rest is much more interesting and holds more value. And as it turns out, restorative rest is not only long afternoon naps or lying like broccoli, but being active. In fact, being very active. And here's the thing. He says that the scientists report that the people that had more success were the ones that had more deep rest that exercise more. And the issue here is that we don't do the rest thing. We don't take it seriously. It goes by the wayside. I will when I have the time, but we never have the time because we don't make the time. And he talks about something else that is also very interesting to me. He talks about flow. Flow is the state of mind whereby we're fully immersed in what we're doing. And he talks about how deep rest creates the flow and how under ideal conditions you're living all the time, really. And how I see it is that under this condition of flow and under this condition of rest, you really are living your best life. So seeking flow constantly, whether at work or on that mountain or in that rest period or in that relaxation period is really great stuff. But here's the thing. We don't do it. We don't do it until we burn out. And you know, I agree with what he says, that most people that learn the importance of deliberate rest do so after burning out. And it reminds me of how change seems so hard until there's an impending doom in our minds or body. For example, someone is diagnosed with lung cancer and will quit smoking on the spot. And yet some will get a diagnosis of diabetes. And well, that is harder to me because the cultural understanding of what smoking does to our bodies is understood and accepted. But removing excess sugar or flour from our diet, there's such a cultural resistance. And yet so many ailments are derived from here. Yeah, but I digressed. (laughs) The idea is that we don't stop overworking or smoking unless our body physically tells us to stop. It's a catalyst to move us to be self-caring. Can we, you and I, be proactive about our health before burning out, before the diagnosis? Can we choose to live in that sweet spot of health, of flow? Can you? You know, really think about it. What are your work hours? You know, we work longer, harder, and now with the accessibility of phones and Zoom meetings, it seems there's no delineation between work and rest. I remember having a boss who I wasn't sure if they went home at the end of the night sometimes. And so my 12-hour days at that time seemed minor to this person's work hours. I felt pressure to do the same, even though it was never expressly said. You know, We get the cell phone and back in the day, it was kind of sort of a status where you got these perks and gadgets and that meant you were in the circle. 
But now we know that this means full accessibility, no delineation of work time and home time. And it's not the case for me, but it used to be. I remember being in an important meeting and feeling so stressed because I had forgotten my phone. And I see my boss grab the phone and point it towards me. The pressure of, oh no, they can't reach me and I cannot easily go over to this person in the middle of a meeting, of an important meeting. Alas, I had my computer in front of me and so I sent the person an email and sure enough, problem solved. But was it solved really? Full accessibility, no rest, no reprieve from the constant unfettered access of today's world. And you know what? Alex Pang says that we assume that the more time we spend at work, the more productive we are, like machines. So it appears that overwork is our fate. And you know, for me, I see it as when you have important time-limited projects or an important event, well, that may mean that more focused time is needed and even more hours. But, and this is a big but, having it as a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly existence, not so sure. Well, I'm not so sure that that's the best decision for us. And you know what's sweet too? This deep breath, this exercise is shown to greatly increase brain plasticity and increase gray and white matters in our brains. Basically, our brain is larger, more efficient, and firing it on all cylinders. <laughs> so not only does it help us, you know, emotionally, physically, but it helps our brain cognition. So he displays this myth that rest means you don't do much. And this is great for me because while I love to decompress at night, I love to exercise regularly and do my long hikes. And I especially love to challenge my body. And guess what, ladies, the stats look great for us, particularly. We seem to do better when we exercise in our off time. And one last tidbit. It turns out that when we have the thought of a dilemma at work or something, we can't figure it out. We can say, well, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to go do my thing, but this is an issue. And then we go do our thing, you know, our exercise, our walk or whatever it is, and we let it go. Our brain works in the background, continuously trying to figure it out. Our neurons are working and firing in the background. Can you imagine while we're on that hike, our brain is in default mode. And so we go back and find more solutions than we had, had we stayed in the office or kept working. The resting mind is fantastic at bringing us solutions and innovation. So what does this all mean? It means to me that rest is not the absence of work, but the decision to choose to do something different than your job, that nine to five or that business. How you spend your rest values more than how much you rest. The higher level of detachment, the higher recovery, the higher restorative rest, that's where the key is. So to me, it's kind of a simple thought of like, what breaks do you take? Do you like chess, checkers, coloring puzzles? <laughs> like me, do you love puzzles? What active rest do you take? Walks, hikes, climbs, runs. What is it for you? You know, I really hope that you take this topic more seriously. And I hope that I've made a case along with the masters that back me up that rest, especially deep rest, is really a gem for living our best lives. 
And with that, I will leave you with the words of Anne Lamott. Almost everything will work in if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. Have a beautiful week, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.